This week's episode of the Alien Analysis Podcast is brought to you by Surfshark VPN. For an incredible 83% off, please click the link in the description. Welcome to the Alien Analysis Podcast, an unscripted podcast where I go on a quest to find the truth, whatever that may be. I'm your host, Darren, and this week I want to start by having a moan. And to explain my my issue, I, in the past, was quite heavily involved in Facebook groups, particularly those regarding extraterrestrial and alien life. Now, back in the early days of Facebook groups, things were... Again, somewhat different. A lot of the groups I joined were genuinely looking for answers. But as time moved on, as social media, etc. took over, it turned into a load of bullshit. So I left. I basically quit Facebook groups. And out of complete transparency and honesty, I have always had a sort of a a hate-hate relationship with Facebook. For those that know me, I've taken part in Facebook, I've done that whole thing and moved away from it, and then come back again and only to move away once more. Well, I thought I'd give the Facebook groups, or at least uh, the extraterrestrial-based Facebook groups, uh, another try. And unfortunately, nothing's changed. In fact, I'd go as far to say things have got substantially worse. I mean, one of my favourite... No, I think favourite's the wrong word, but... One of the best examples I give, the one that makes me basically shake my head the most and laugh at the same time, is a a group called the UFO Profiles. Now, this is a, a private group. It's not a group you can just randomly go and join. You have to fill in the usual uh, loosely labelled application form and have an admin member accept you, allow you into the group. And Andre Fraser, this is the the admin of this group, kindly let me become part of his closed group. However, over time, um, and I've only been a member of this group for, what, probably about two weeks at this point, I was noticing that things never seemed to get any answers. Andre himself, this is the admin has said, was posting huge claims, posting photos with no backup or supporting information. And when people were asking for more information, he was basically ignoring them or giving some really bizarre answers. And this all came to a head for me uh, last week when basically Andre himself put up on uh, this particular group that so far today he had found two bases on the moon and one on the earth. He went on to explain that the the beings living there were living in peace, just living their life out there. 
And this really got me intrigued. And like so many people, I asked for more information. Now, I have to be honest, I was quite blunt about my feelings because I had noticed people were asking and getting ignored. And like so many of his uh, posts, people were saying, Andre, this is incredible. Now, I know you're not going to expand any further. And that really made me question what was going on here. So I put it blunt. I said to him, I'm not a fan of people making huge claims like this without any supporting information. Well, Andre responded to this with probably the lamest, I don't know how to describe this, but basically he avoided the the comment, the question I'd made by asking me if I was to have this information, what would I actually do with it? Secondly, he went on to explain that most people on this planet just can't accept the truth that life may exist on other planets, and therefore him providing proof would be pointless. Now, please, correct me if you think I'm wrong here. I'm open to this discussion. But this gentleman has set up a Facebook group called the UFO Proof Files. It's a closed group, and to enter this group you have to answer questions which are clearly designed to ensure the members of this group believe in extraterrestrial life. Yet all he's doing is putting up these outlandish claims with no proof and using the excuse that people just won't believe him. That, that's, that's, excuse me, that's fucking mental because at the end of the day, you are communicating with a group of people that do believe, but you're telling them you can't give them the proof because they won't believe. And like I said to him, what is the point in having a, a closed group called the UFO proof files if you're not going to provide any bloody proof? But you see, it doesn't just stop there because in my usual way this got me thinking and this got me reading more i wanted to understand more about this gentleman and being blunt he's got some kind of god complex going on here as i read through his posts uh, over quite a long period of time you can see he is basically positioning himself as the font of all knowledge ye who knows everything and that we us poor mortals are just not worthy of his information, his attention. We neither have the ability or the brain capacity to understand his truth. Well, I'm calling you out, Andre. You're full of shit, mate. I'm sorry, but you are. And to make matters worse, a lot of what you're doing is really quite bloody dangerous. Because, look, I'm not going to pretend I'm some kind of expert on any of these subjects i'm just some bloke with a an opinion but from my experience my 30 years experience of the ufo community there are a number of people that claim to have been abducted that have witnessed and experienced things that being blunt have absolutely scared the living crap out of them and these people want facts they they want to know what's going on What did they experience? What was this all about? And I am 100% sure you will have at least one or two of these individuals in your group. So you, Andre, have a responsibility. You have a responsibility to be honest with them. And you're not. You are lying. You are conning these people for profit. 
let's be blunt here, because something that Andre does talk about is he's writing a book. And I'm sure by having this Facebook group and pretending or portraying himself as a font of all knowledge, he hopes he will sell his book in great numbers, potentially. Now, I detest this type of attitude. I I really do. For me, I think we humans, this race, deserves the truth. And I don't think we should have to pay for it. So if Andre does know the truth, if he has proof, why do we have to pay you for it? Now, one of my favourite posts actually happened, uh, I think it was either last night or the night before, where apparently Andre tells us that the universe is big. And he's been saying it well before it was discovered. Well, <laughs> think, think about this for a second. The fact that the, the universe is absolutely gigantic has been a theory for over 2,000 years. And this was expanded upon by a guy called Edwin Hubble uh, about a hundred years ago when he came up with the expanding universe theory. And yes, this is the same Edwin Hubble that the, the Hubble telescope was named after. So to make your claim, Andre, that you've been saying this well before it was ever discovered must make you well over a hundred years old. And if you really want to claim you were the first one to think that the universe was large, then... Dear Lord, you're well over 2,000 years old. Now I must say, this is not the only group. Andre is not the only individual doing this. Facebook is full of these groups of people making outlandish claims with no supporting evidence, no information in a lot of cases. So I suppose what I'm doing is trying to warn you all and say, be careful, this whole... UFO, extraterrestrial community, is unfortunately full of comment. People looking to sensationalise and get your attention for popularity, money, or as I believe in Andre's case, probably as much of a, about an ego stroke for him as anything else. So like I said, in this particular case, I'm calling Andre Fraser out. I've asked him to back up his claims. You know, I've got to be fair and give him the opportunity to have his say. To at least try and demonstrate that he's not just another con man. And unfortunately today, no response. He's just ignored and moved on with further outlandish claims. Nothingness photos that he says proves something again we're not worthy of any more information because we simply wouldn't understand apparently but to finish up on this particular part i'm gonna stay part of the group being blunt i want to see where this goes however also it's important for me to say my promise regarding this podcast and the things i say is i will always try and give a, a reason or proof for what i'm saying for, for my claims And if I don't, then please feel free to pull me up on it. And my response will always be to apologise and at least rectify the situation. Tell you what my reasons are to expand on anything you don't understand. Anyway, so next up this week, I'm going to discuss the video I mentioned last week. And this was the one where I, I... 
put the link for it on, again, Facebook, believe it or not. And it showed people pulling up on the side of the road and taking video of what was a UFO. No, I'm not saying it was alien, but it was unidentified. It was shocking. It was shocking. The people that had stopped, they couldn't explain it. Well, apparently it's now been explained. It was genuinely the Goodyear blimp. And I have to say, now having watched this video back, with that information, I'm fairly sure this is a, an accurate explanation. I, like a few others out there, have asked for sort of date, time and location because that will help us confirm this. You know, if there is a, if it's close to a stadium and there was a game going on that the Goodyear Blimp was attending, well, job done. We, we've definitely got the answer. So unfortunately, at this point, that video, and it was one I absolutely loved, is just the Goodyear Blimp. It has a, an explanation. But on a side note to this, the one thing I did find interesting, and it only really twigged to me when I read back over last week's notes, is that once I'd, like I said, seen the export, read the explanation for this, I went back and watched the video, and that was it. I was able to watch the video. Now, what I'm talking about here is that many people claim that if a genuine UFO sighting is posted online, it is quickly blocked or or taken down by somebody. Now, I've always sat on the fence with this one. Yes, I know these things are possible. I know they happen, but I don't know. Uh, I've always questioned the fact that I think the general public's so quick to shut down UFO sightings as fake as crazy people with vivid imaginations. I don't think they need to block these things. But in this instance, I have to say, it's really bizarre that this video went up. It was a UFO at the time. It was genuinely unidentified. It couldn't be debunked. It just was what it was, and it suddenly vanished. It got blocked. It wasn't removed. Like I said, there was... None of those, uh, the content you are looking for is not found things going on. This video just would not load. Then the explanation comes out and all of a sudden I can load it again. So, coincidence? Very possible. But, do you know what? I'm actually starting to wonder if my scepticism around government agencies blocking this type of content is wrong. I think it's too soon for me to say that I believe this is true, this is the case, but i got to be straight. This is, this situation has pushed me a little closer to believing it. So for anyone out there that's made these, these comments to me and I've disagreed, I may owe you an apology. Now, something else that's really grabbed my attention this week is the Perseverance rover. This is one of the rovers that's currently on Mars. And it's been announced by NASA that it has found organic molecules. In short, what we're talking about here is that NASA has found the proof of life on Mars. Which I need to clarify a little bit here. I'm not talking they found animals and intelligent life on Mars, but they found the building blocks, the proof that life 
did once exist on Mars, with, unfortunately, as always the case, a slight caveat, and that is that this is more than likely the case. And what they're talking about is that what they've found is, in the majority of situations, a very high percentage chance created from life, the remnants of long-dead Martian species. But there could be, although a very slim chance there could be, but there could be other explanations. Now, to me, this discovery is absolutely huge. It's massive because it answers a simple question that life did exist elsewhere in the universe. It doesn't tell us what that life was uh, or what stage of evolution it got to. It doesn't actually even tell us if it originated on Mars. Again, more than likely, but it could be basic life forms that uh, were transported to Mars on an asteroid. I, you know, I'm talking very basic life forms, but what I'm going to, they could have been transported. If you want to go even further, it could be that a, an intelligent species from another planet moved to Mars four billion years ago. And in case you've not listened to a previous episode, the reason I say four billion years ago is because that's when Mars lost its atmosphere and became uninhabitable. But this could be the case. An advanced species from elsewhere in the universe may have moved and colonated Mars, only to then be wiped out when Mars lost its atmosphere. I mean, you, you could even go to the extent that they moved from elsewhere in the universe to Mars, and when Mars died off, they moved here. And we are potentially related directly to some species from millions of light years away, or we're just what replaced them. And the theories that an advanced species has been on this planet before was real, but came from Mars. As you can tell, my brain's off again and, and racing around with all these different thoughts. But this is why the whole thing is so exciting. You see, to find the, the truth, we need to start with some facts. Something that gives us a, a foundation to work from. And, and this could be it. This could go a long way to us understanding the universe and how life can exist. Because like I always say, we don't have a clue. None of us have a clue. You know, the, the universe is billions of years old, at least. Because the James Webb telescope is starting to put that into question, that maybe we've got that wrong as well, that the universe is older than we ever imagined. And when you put the, the fact that us humans have only recorded our history for less than 5,000 years, and most of that really old stuff we've done best guess on, or best translation, gives us very little understanding of our own history. I mean, look, humans have only recorded 1.6% of our history. We know nothing about ourselves, we know nothing about this planet, and all of us within this UFO community need to put our hand on our heart and be honest here. It's all our opinion, it's our best guess. Life could exist right now elsewhere in the universe. And I strongly believe that. I've said it time and time again. I think the chances that we're alone in this bloody great universe is virtually zero. 
But we could. We could be alone. Life may have been abundant throughout the universe, I don't know, say two billion years ago, and due to something, it's all been wiped out. It's gone and we're all that's left. We're the remnants of universal life. We could be the first species. We could be the most advanced species. And every other permutation and possibility in between. Like I said, I strongly believe that we're not alone and we're not the most advanced out there and I think we are being visited by highly advanced species that are potentially millions of years ahead of us. But look, it's way too early to know what this actually means to us because, like I said, they've only just announced this and the information provided is pretty basic at this point. I'm sure further investigations, more data analysis, whatever they do, will happen, and we will get the opportunity to see, read a more in-depth study. I can only hope some point they can come forward and say, this proves once and for all, life did exist elsewhere in the universe did exist because at no point is anybody saying it does exist right now that's a question or an answer we need to find another day now the the main topic i really want to get into this week is to have a quick discussion about ooh parts and for those who are not aware what i mean by that is these are outer place artifacts the many portrayers proof of alien visitors of extraterrestrials visiting this earth for thousands of years but what i need to explain to start with is when these things are presented as proof they just talk about outer place artifacts as out of place in time but it's important you know that quite a number of ooh parts out of place artifacts actually relate to being out of place with regards to location which is very interesting in itself but not really related to what we're talking about today now i love ooh parts and the reason is simple they're tangible they can't be denied they can't be called a fake very very easily these are things we can literally see for some people touch and run basically scientific experiments on to validate the claim of what they are but in the same way anything within the ufo community divides opinion so do ooh parts because again there are some out there that are very genuine there are some out there that are fakes and the genuine ones still get denied still get uh, accused of being fake by those that just can't accept what it means likewise the the fake ones get touted time and time again as proof of alien existence creating that same old fucking mess that always happens but let's at least discuss some of the the better examples out there and first up we've got the anti-clithera machine Again, I pronounce things badly, I know, and sorry for butchering that. But this is a a mechanism, for want of a better way of putting it, used to calculate astronomical positions. It was found off the coast of Crete in Greece and has been dated at 150 years BC. 
Now, what is truly incredible about this Upa is that we humans would not make anything even remotely matching its complexity until the 18th century. And that is a huge amount of time. But it's important I explain that no one's questioning this thing. It is what it is. No one's trying to debunk it. No one's trying to say it's not as old as they say. It is accepted as genuine. Yet, nobody seems to question what this means. Or very few people seem to question what this means. How did we build, as humans, make something like this over 1800 years before we would do it again? I know it pales into comparison of what we're capable of today. I, I, I know it's almost laughable when you compare it to the, the modern mobile phone. But it is way, way ahead of its time. And says to me that there is something fundamentally wrong with our history. The, the, the taught uh, narrative of human evolution, human history, is wrong. But like I said, this one can't be uh, ignored. Because at the end of the day, it exists. It's there and you can currently go and see it on display at the National Archaeological Museum in Athens. But to move on, next up, the Baghdad batteries. These are basically terracotta jars. I believe they stand about five inches or so tall. And to try and explain them, you're talking about terracotta jars, although some people do say they are ceramic. I don't know if there's any massive difference there. And inside these jars are copper cylinders. And inside the cylinder is an iron rod which is isolated uh, from the copper. In short, it is a battery. There is no ifs or buts about it. This could be a battery. And I'll, I'll explain the could in a second. But these batteries were developed, invented, created, I don't know what you want to call it, but 2,000 years before what is accepted to be the first battery invented by an Italian physicist called Alexandro Volta in the 1800s. Again, it's something that is way ahead of its time. But unlike the, the, the first one I mentioned, this particular Rupert does potentially have a, a genuine explanation. Because it has been said by quite a number of historians that it does match other vessels, objects used to preserve documentation, to preserve scrolls. And yeah, I can see that. I can genuinely see that as a possible explanation. However... My issue with this particular explanation is when you look into these other uh, artifacts that they say were to protect scrolls, the reason they are uh, given that explanation that they're to protect scrolls because we have no other explanation for them. Nobody looks at them and says they're batteries because they can't be batteries because we hadn't invented batteries at that point, so therefore they must be to protect scrolls. And yeah, look, let's be blunt. That makes sense. It makes sense under what we're told is the reality of human evolution about when we designed or when we invented things. But I've always struggled with this attitude of 
it can't be A because A didn't exist for another 2,000 years. So therefore we're telling you it's B because that's very close-minded. That's saying that it can't be A because if I say it's A, I'm wrong. Well, surely as a, as a scientist, as anybody, we should look at this and say, could we be wrong? Could there be a different explanation? Could this be batch? Could these all be batteries? Because if we find out that's the case, again, it's huge. It changes so much. It proves or goes a long way to proving that we humans were far more advanced than historians give us credit. Now, again, this Upar is also on display. However, this time at the, the National Museum of Iraq. So, again, it can't be, his existence can't be refused. It does exist. The question just remains, what is it? But one of my biggest issues with a lot of these oopants are, it's the, well, it's the fact that people don't seem to know about them. Or again, you know, correct myself here, the majority of people don't seem to be aware of their existence. And I question why. Why are these things, things that potentially change everything we know about human history, kept so quiet? Well, I suppose, thinking about it, as I say the words again, you know, the fact that they could change absolutely everything is probably why they're being kept quiet. Now, to anyone that turns around and says to me, the reason they're being kept quiet, because I hear this a lot. The reason they're being kept quiet, Darren, is because there's nothing there. There's a simple explanation. They don't need further investigation, so we don't need to make a big song and dance about it. Two things to that. Number one, why keep them quiet if there's nothing of interest there? Does that make sense? Because regardless of what you say about them, regardless of what you believe they are, a lot of these oopars are incredible finds. They are just stunning. So why keep them quiet? If they do no harm, if they change nothing, they're just beautiful historical artefacts. Why not make a big thing about it? But secondly, going back to the the closed-minded attitude, a lot of the explanations given for these things, like I say, are, for what I, I don't know how to explain, it's like uh, a process of elimination. The Baghdad batteries can't be batteries because we hadn't invented them at that time. Which, like I said, it's, it's, to me, my opinion is that's a really, really poor attitude to take. But another thing that bothers me is, at the end of the day, these particular types of oopards are given what I would describe as, at best, flimsy explanations. A lot of people have come back and given some very solid evidence to show that the explanations provided aren't accurate. Yeah, if we look at... um, like if we look at something like the crystal skulls and yes this is the same crystal skulls from i believe the 2008 indiana jones movie these were claimed to be pre-columbian mesoamerican artifacts around uh, the early 1400s now science refutes this because they say they were made using techniques that only became available in the late 1800s Again, it is back to that it's not possible because we say so, because our version of history won't allow it to be possible. But let's be blunt, 
if you read the story on the the crystal skulls there is a lot of holes there is a a lot of contradiction in in the events that happened around their discovery so the answer provided by science by historians is a very simple and very very plausible one and it's my opinion that because they're so plausible their existence is a lot more widely known and even included as they say in uh, a major movie franchise indiana jones yet for other parts that they are unable to provide a, a solid answer for any explanation whatsoever it's tumbleweed we hear very little about it and like i say most people have no awareness i've always believed in the theory that hide what you can't provide an explanation for ignore what you can't hide and discredit everything else so the reason for bringing up who parts is like i say who parts generally can't be denied they exist they are genuine and i think in a lot of cases there are some very large unanswered questions that science just doesn't seem to in my opinion want to get involved in however it doesn't necessarily mean there's extraterrestrial involvement here. It doesn't even mean this is some kind of advanced ancient civilization on this planet. Don't get me wrong, I believe in both and I would love to think that one of those is the answer. And again, being honest, I do believe there is something else going on here. That Either we've got it fundamentally wrong, as I said, our history, there's something wrong with it. But more than likely, there's an outside uh, influence. And I hate using that word because I've always said I don't believe that uh, intelligent species from other planets are coming here to influence us directly. I think any influence they've had on us is purely coincidental, an accident. And the fact that a lot of these artifacts seem to be uh, singular you know, a, a, a singular version or a one-off, uh, one single period in time, makes me question where that came from. Because, let's be blunt, if you discover something, if you invent the world's greatest ever invention, you're going to be the Steve Jobs of 2,000 years ago. But these things seem to have been invented and then vanished. All knowledge, all ability to reproduce them just disappears in history. We don't see progression. We don't see this thing evolve. You know, we, we don't get the anti-clithera machine 2.0 arrive. So, to me, like, like I say, it feels like an outside influence. Maybe something that a visiting species accidentally lost, accidentally left behind. Possible? Yes. But I've even got uh, issues with my own theory there because I've often sat around and said if uh, an alien species has the ability to visit this planet, has the technology to come here, they're not going to turn up with stone tools and cogged machines. They're going to turn up with some pretty damn fancy kit. So maybe this is based on alien technologies, probably a better theory like i said aliens lose something we find it and we try to copy it the best we can maybe i don't know honestly as i say these words it seems a bit of a stretch to be honest with you 
But all things, as far as I'm concerned, remain possible until we have something proven. Now, out of absolute fairness, I have to say there are a lot of fake hoopas out there, used by many as proof. And what I mean by this is, this is the, the YouTube brigade, the social media brigade that portray things for sensationalism to get your attention, to get your views. Is it a con or is it just a misunderstanding? Probably a mixture of both. I am aware there's a number of people out there that will falsely present information because it gets them views and earns them money. Whereas others just regurgitate what they've heard elsewhere and don't actually do their own research. But they continue to do so because, like I said, it gets them views and gets them revenue. Now, one of my favourite examples of this, there's a clay tablet that's been doing the rounds for quite a few years now. And this clay tablet is shaped like a mobile phone. And some say that this is over 800 years old. Yeah, that's right, a clay tablet showing a mobile phone 800 years ago. Well, this piece has actually been proven and claimed by the artist as a piece of art made in 2012. It was never a fake. It was just designed as a piece of art that somebody has taken a photo and it's gone viral. Then others out there have turned it into the legend almost it's become. The 800 year old mobile phone. And I vaguely remember even seeing somebody as recently as a couple of months ago. Showing this as proof of aliens and time travellers. Seriously guys, it's fake. Step away from it. Stop using this shit to sensationalize and gain views it's not helping however it gets even better than this because another example is uh there was a amateur archaeologist in japan a gentleman called fujimura now he found some absolutely incredible things over a number of years things that would have changed human history forever but after a, a TV channel cottoned on to his story and heard some quite alarming reports, they actually installed a hidden camera. And he was discovered planting evidence, planting artifacts. And that's really crap. It, it really is. Because you got to understand here, this is a guy that many people would have considered a professional. Yet. Yeah, his desire for fame, fortune and notoriety outweighed the need for the truth. And this happens far too much in this industry. Far too, not in the industry, that's the wrong word. Far too much in this community. The likes of Fujimura, the likes of Andre I mentioned earlier. They will lie to us all in an attempt to gain popularity for an ego stroke. Now, the, the last ooh part I want to discuss today is the London Hammer. Now, this is not London, UK, where I'm from. This is London, Texas. And what was discovered is a hammer embedded into Cretaceous rock. So we're talking rock that's over 100 million years old. Now, you can find photos, this thing's not on display, and I'll come back onto that in a second, but you can find photos of this and see it. It's called the London Hammer, or I believe some people do call it the London Artifact. 
and you will genuinely see a hammer embedded in rock. Now, if this is genuine, I say the words it changes everything a lot, but this is changing everything on a whole new level, because we're talking about the earliest man-made object. We're talking about a hammer that's going to be over 100 million years old. That doesn't just change things, that literally rips our history apart and rewrites it. And that's probably why this one object is probably the most controversial on this planet. Because the claims that are made are unbacked, unsupported. Let's get into some facts here. This article, this item, was found by two individuals out for a walk, I believe in 1936, or again, that date uh, is under debate. Other years have been mentioned, I believe 34 has been mentioned, 37 has been mentioned. And this date is just one of the many things that I would call sketchy. The details are very sketchy at best. A lot of the, the the accounts of what happened are very contradictory. They don't always agree. But then in 1983, this artifact was purchased by a guy called Carl Bauer, who made it very public. He released the full story, the full explanation of what happened, how it was found. And again, this story, his version contradicted the original stories, to some extent. Yes, it gave it more credibility, and and that worries me, because it feels to me like he changed things up to make it more believable. And what makes this worse is that Carl has made a career of this. He's generated huge level of income from books and other activities regarding this particular artifact, the London Hammer. So you've got a guy that's paid money for it. I don't know how much he paid for it, but he's paid money for this artifact. He's created a career around the story of this artifact. So therefore his drive, in fact, may be somewhat biased. Now, a lot of people, or a lot of experts have come forward to say they would like to carbon date this to prove once and for all the age of this thing. However, for 40 years, Carl has refused. But why? Why refuse something that can prove what you've been claiming for 40 years to be true? Is it because you're worried? Is it because you're concerned that this ends it? If it's not really, it ends everything. But surely you're doing the world a disservice because if this is a genuine hammer found in a million-year-old rock, the world deserves to know. Either way, we just deserve to know the truth on this one. Because a hammer that age doesn't just change everything, it rips it apart. We need to relearn our history. You know, 4,000 years ago, man was apparently walking around hitting things with stones. Well, a million years ago potentially, man was hammering in nails with a a metal hammer. Yeah, the one guy that can prove this to be right or wrong refuses, doesn't allow the world to know the truth. So, shame on you fella, or shame on whoever has control of this thing. It needs to be public. 
But my final word on Uparts is that, again, like so many things I discuss, it's a fucking mess. There's some truth out there. There's some unknown things and a hell of a lot of lies. And for anybody that, like me, wants to get to the bottom, wants to understand the truth, wants to know, are we being visited? Is there intelligent life out there watching what we're doing? Are they influencing us? Could I be wrong? Are they influencing the activities on this planet? These types of oopa, these problems where people lie, manipulate and mislead us for personal gain just throws piles and piles of shit on top of the truth and we find it hard, almost impossible to dig through all this crap to, to get to what's really going on. And while we're on this subject, to finish up this week, I just want to update you on something I've been talking about over the last couple of weeks. And that is that it felt like things were going to change. It felt like we were potentially heading towards proper disclosure. I said a couple of weeks ago that the, the quality of videos and images coming through had dramatically increased. That instead of seeing these dots in the sky that we'd seen for many, many years we were seeing clearer, detailed images. This was unfortunately followed up last week by saying it had stopped again, that it seemed to be a temporary thing. And I was hoping that we would return, because that fact, in connection with governments taking things more seriously, led me to question, to wonder, if this was not the start of once and for all disclosure, if we were heading down the road of being told the truth. Well, no, it hasn't returned. The, the, the quality hasn't just gone back to normal, to crap in the sky. It's got even worse, to be blunt with you. At least prior, we were seeing genuine dots in the sky. Now it's just blurry crap all the time. And boy, oh boy, am I disappointed. I am absolutely fucking gutted. I honestly thought this was the start of something. I thought this week I'd be spending an entire episode discussing where this may end up going, what we might see. Well, like you probably know already, I couldn't, I can't have this conversation with you today. I'm going to have to delay, potentially, you know, let's keep fingers crossed, that's next week. I still hold up hope the the congressional hearings, these new bills in the US, will give us something. I believe the public report from the congressional hearing earlier this year is still due out next month in October. And again, I, I've got to temper my enthusiasm here, but it's something that I will very, very much be looking forward to reading. But we'll see. We'll see where this goes. I'm still hopeful. I still think we could see something and I'm hoping this yeah, like I said it's just a, a temporary blip that we will get back to higher quality videos higher quality photos because there's no excuse let's be blunt I've said it before we all carry around very capable phones in our pockets in the 70s and 80s we were capturing incredible images of UFOs when less than 1% of the global population carried a camera with them. 
Today, when we have a, an estimated 75% of the global population carrying a mobile phone, a smartphone with a camera, we seem incapable. I've had my theories on that previously. I, I'm not going to go into it today. I, you know, being blunt, you want to know my theory, go and listen to the episode that talks about it. But I see no reason why we can't get back to these these quality images again. Please, if you're listening to that and you've got some, post them. If you don't want to post them, send them to me, I'll do it. There's other channels and people out there that will genuinely help you. Feel free, get in contact with me privately and I'll head you in their direction. But look, I mean, I'm going to call it an episode for this week. I'd like to thank you for listening and please do hit that subscribe button for me. As I always say, it really, really does help. And remember, the truth exists for those prepared to hear it. However, it might not always be what you want to hear. And with that said, I look forward to speaking to you next time. Until then, I'm Darren and this is the Alien Analysis Podcast. (laughs) 